Hey, what's up? Not been publishing as much as usual, but uh, there's been a little jump. What was it 342? No, 342k, even though it's just law enforcement. So let's let's see what Billy Carson's up to. He's always got some pretty amazing stuff. See, so, uh, Billy Carson official on YouTube. Been to putting together a bunch of Don Marshall content. But the Illuminati and all the weird ish that they get up to. Billy Carson and search for extra, uh, extraterrestrial truth, exploring UFOs and UAPs. Guess we can go for that. Hey, so you want to know where to invest a thousand dollars right now? Well, forget about stocks. Forget about real estate. I wanted a place for people to receive authentic guidance and practical ways to awaken, thought-provoking, paradigm-shifting, and empowering. This is about expanding our human consciousness to create a wave of new possibilities. I'm Dr. Teresa Willard-Wyke, and this is Quantum Minds TV. It's like a spin-off of Gaia. Welcome to Quantum Minds TV, where we take a deep dive into various conversations on what it's going to take to create a shift in human consciousness. Today on the show, oh, I am delighted to have Billy Carson joining stick. me once again. Mm. So today's topic is going to be uh, a different one for my audience mm. because I really wanted to bring some attention mm. to the disclosure that is happening of UFOs or UAPs, as they're calling them now, unidentified anomalous phenomena, I believe is what UAP means. And Arrow has come out with a few Aerial official statements phenomena. saying, well, we don't know of any have any evidence of any reverse engineering program or you know but we do know that we can say that there are definitely anomalous phenomenon happening and they're not ours so we don't know who's they are what they are this kind of thing and they seem to be defying known laws of physics yeah they're taking a very calculated approach to this whole disclosure thing but their um agenda really is in my personal opinion is to gather information, gather intel from the general public just to appease us. In other words, keep us, hey, give us your information. We'll, we'll take a look at it. To be quite honest with you, they see, hear, smell, taste, touch, everything that exists, not only on the planet, in the atmosphere, as well as outside of our uh, Earth's atmosphere. So you know everything that's going on in real time, nonstop. So a lot of the times when somebody's reporting, or 99% of the time somebody somebody reports something, they've already known about it, probably even have better intel on it than the person that's reporting it. Mm. They're there just to be a um, a doorstop. In other words, you come here, okay, great, hand us the information, and we'll pass it on. They're not really doing any deep research into any of the reported claims or reported sightings that that they're being that they've been getting. Mm-hmm. What they're here to do is to pacify the general population. While behind the scenes, you know, what they're really doing is analyzing data that they've captured on their own intelligence. And so it's just another way of pacifying people, unfortunately. They're not going to really dig too deep into it. Don't look for any big, big reports to come out of Arrow anytime soon. 
And if it does, if they do come out with a report, it's going to be very, very ambiguous. It's not going to make any hard, straight claims. I do appreciate yeah. at least that they're trying to engage the scientific and academic world and be stigmatized because the stigmatization yeah. of this topic has been a real impediment to the mm -hmm. whole disclosure process. So, uh, I mean, have you encountered, do you, you're, this is more your field, so have you encountered yeah. that much of that stigma uh, effect still? Well, no, it's starting to really break down. I mean, people that used to hear me talk about UFOs and, and aliens and life on other planets, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, are now all coming back to me saying, hey, I can't believe it. You were right the whole time, you know. So they're starting to really believe it. They're starting to ask more questions. So even though we're not getting the kind of disclosure we actually want from the government, we are getting the fact that, you know, they're talking about it enough to where now people are saying, oh, this is actually real. There are potentially UFOs and beings from other planets and so forth and so on. So now it's an open discussion. Even when I'm in restaurants, sometimes I hear people sitting around talking about UFOs and UAPGs and aliens. Whereas before, a decade ago, I would never hear a conversation like that openly open public place. So, you know, it's, it's just gradually drip by drip. People are come, becoming more aware and more understanding and opening their minds more to the reality that we're not alone. And they're starting to ask more questions. So the benefit of all of this, you know, Arrow and ATIP and all these other programs, the benefit that we do have, at least the fact that people are becoming more open to this information. Well, you know, as you mentioned, how everyone is starting to get more engaged in it. And I think that a lot of that has to do with uh, the events that happened in June and July uh, 2023, when the uh, the first, there was the News Nation uh, sort of breaking news special where investigative uh, reporter Os Coulthard was interviewing whistleblower David Grush uh, for the first time. So this was Grush's coming out. And that happened in June of 2023. And then we had um, in July, uh, July 26, 2023, we had the congressional hearing. So it was a House subcommittee uh, where they interviewed two military fighter pilots, both David Fravor and Ryan Graves, along with whistleblower David Grush. And I, if, you know, if people haven't watched that whole congressional hearing, I highly recommend it. Like just as well as the News Nation interview because they were very uh, revealing. I don't think that there was anything in the in the hearing that wasn't already revealed in the News Nation. Um, feature, but I think they're both really worth watching. But that seems to really, you know, created the snowball effect. Now you get people dividing into different narratives. You have have your skeptics still who are just, you know, staunch skeptics. <laughs> you have okay. your um, people who are coming at it from, you know, this really is happening and there's a lot of evidence and a lot of people with credible backgrounds who, you know, can can speak directly to it from firsthand and secondhand. Uh, then you have your UFO community who have always been believers or longtime believers, but then it's a very mixed bag. Uh, sometimes that community can be its own worst enemy. So I'd like to, to just spend a little bit of time here talking about some of the various agendas in this disclosure movement. A bit of advice I have, I should say, is to really um, scrutinize the government's version of the facts. If somebody's just getting into this and they're basing their perspective only on what the Pentagon releases or what government press release says, and what they're going to find is um, they're really just following an agenda 
which always is about follow the money. So let me start with the government agenda first. Government agenda is to make money, and, and it always is. It's all about money and power. And how that how does that work out in this particular case with UFOs and UAPs? Well, first of all, let's look at this. They renamed UFO to UAP, right? So they've taken they didn't want to be labeled as tinfoil wearing hat crazies like they told us we were, so they changed the acronym to UAP. That's number one. Number two, unfortunately, um, you know, we've gone around the world already and brought democracy to a lot of nations. And through that method of bringing democracy to nations and taking over their resources and installing puppet dictators, we've really uh, generated trillions of dollars and a lot of money through wars that were kind of really initiated on our own part. And there is no more, or there are no more countries to invade, and there are no more resources to steal, just to be quite frank with you. So now it goes to, hey, well, what are we going to do now to continue to keep funding this war engine? Well, we got to make the Space Force. So we're going to create this Space Force. We're going to relabel these things to UAPs. They're now a national threat. They're an international global threat to security even. We know that for a fact that uh, you know, mm -hmm. veterans have come forward and testified in one of the very first disclosures that these uh, vehicles have showed up live at flights. Flights are nuclear silos way out in the middle of nowhere, all around the world, not just in America. They've shown up in broad daylight, and they've actually deactivated nuclear codes on live nukes. They didn't activate them, they deactivated them, sending us a message that, hey, you guys aren't going to use these, even if you wanted to. And so they realized, hey, let's flip this. You know, they've showed up. We're going to turn this into a negative. They're, they can access our nukes. They can destroy the planet whenever they're ready. We should be afraid of these beings. And so in order to do this, we're going to need to fund trillions of dollars of U.S. tax dollars into this space force. Now, when you analyze what they're really doing, they're saying we've run out of places to invade. We have no more, no more wars to fight, so now we got to take a war to space. And these beings are our next natural enemy. So they're going to use a fear tactic to make parts of Americans flutter to get us to think that there's a threat in space that's coming to Earth to destroy us, and we have to now unify together to fight against this, uh, this, uh, this alien race, whoever they are. If I may, that goes back to at least Ronald Reagan, right? I, there was a quote yeah. of Ronald Reagan saying, you know, what, what greater enemy could possibly unite the whole of humanity than a threat from outer space? And mm -hmm. that, that narrative has been played out a number of times. So it's like the bigger enemy, the bigger enemy, the bigger enemy that then justifies the war machine. And mm -hmm. that military perspective, especially as this was all coming out like in 2017, narrative was so much like any mainstream media that was reporting it, it was always the potential threat. It's a potential, mm -hmm. it's a potential threat. Yeah. Even some of the, you know, and I think that, okay, to be fair to some of the witnesses who were in that congressional hearing, they're coming from the perspective of being the pilot and these unidentified, you know, objects are, are intercepting them and mm -hmm. had no idea what they were or, or where they were coming from and how to control it. So it could be a potential threat from the military perspective. But when you're wearing the lens of intelligence, you know, national security and, you know, Department of Defense and war, and so everything's a potential threat because if it's outside your control, therefore it must be a potential threat. So I see where they're coming from, but the narrative of the media pushing, 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 
the potential threat um, is, is, is very much playing into what you're talking about, is trying to fund that war machine. Yeah, that's what they want to do. And the, what we have to be aware of is that a lot of these UAPs, even like the Tic Tac incident, probably not UFOs from outer space, mm. to be quite honest with you. Ones that are buzzing our ships and our Navy vessels and buzzing pilots in the sky, most likely, at all, most likely the majority of them are ours. Black budget programs that have been funded, no congressional oversight, that are being seen in the skies. And eventually, what might happen, I'm not saying will, but might happen, is they may do another one of these Gulf of Tonkin incidents. If you can remember Vietnam War, they lied about the Gulf of Tonkin incident to initiate the Vietnamese War. In my mind, what they're doing is brewing up to the point where they'll take one of these UAPs that are black projects and, and uh, have it appear to attack a ship or maybe even actually attack one of our own ships in order to drive more funding and revenue towards that space force and build space uh, weapons for space. This is something that, that in uh, David Grush's you know, witness report or whistleblower report, he did say that there is a multi-decade crash retrieval and reverse engineering program mm -hmm. that's been happening, uh, and it's so compartmentalized and, and secretized and sometimes privatized to protect it, its secrecy from you know various Freedom of Information Act and government oversight, uh, but it's happening underneath uh, and, and under no one's control other than their own. And it's uh, yeah. multinational, potentially, not just a U.S. thing. It's a multinational kind of organization that's operating on its own rules. And, and uh, so I know that Greer talks about this quite a bit as well. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, like Rush said, we have vehicles not of this world and bodies, fully intact bodies. So where are these things? Well, they're in an underground base somewhere being reverse engineered. And, uh, you know, we're converting them into new uh, high-tech, uh, you know, obviously they're, you know, black budget vehicles that are flying around these, you know, PR3B and the Aurora projects and all these other projects that are supposed to exist that are really, uh, you know, obviously uh, not being held out front and saying, hey, guys, this is our new technology. This is what we've got. Because if they do that, we're gonna, people are going to say, hey, well, we want this technology because it can be utilized for things in civilian society that can make our lives better. So that's why they keep these things up the way. We want to use them as war machines only and not give that technology to the people who deserve it. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about information that you can take a look at, you can watch After Contact, which is actually on Knowledge TV. It's hosted by Nick Pope. And that show is talking about we're, in, we're already admitting that aliens exist and that these UFOs are real and that we have been getting visited. So let's stop pretending like we don't know that's happening and let's talk about now what happens after contact is made. And then there's a host of people that come on show from various different uh, areas of science and research and language and, and law and everything else to hypothesize ways that we can handle the fact of the point of after contact. We know it's here. We know it's existing. And mankind moving forward in collusion or collaboration uh, with these people. What does that look like? And then, of course, you have Dr. Stephen Greer. There's a, you know, a, a lot of documentaries on Amazon Prime and Netflix that have hit number one multiple times, which talk about, you know, for example, the newest one, The Lost Century, which talks about all these suppressed technologies that we're not getting access to that have been discovered from reverse engineered uh, you know, technology from these beings. 
and now have even gone into these new uh, spaceships that even exist that are, of course, whole technology that would free up mankind's problems for energy, for gravity, for water, and everything else. But they're holding these technologies away in these black budget un, un, uh, undisclosed projects. And it's really unfortunate. So you can look at Dr. Stephen Greer's work. You can look at shows like After Contact. Um, you know, you have to be aware of some of these UFO accounts and UFO sites that are online. I don't want to name them, but some of them are just utilizing the fame of it for agenda based to to get likes and views and generate revenue and money for themselves. There's a few YouTube accounts that just make up stuff or post stuff that's not real or use AI images. I've seen AI now so, used so much to generate interest and views. It's like clickbait. Mm -hmm. um, and then they just generate the view and they've made money off of your view. And then, you know, but the information is false. And then those images, unfortunately, those video clips have been getting passed around. Some have gone viral and they're totally fake. They're just made by AI. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot to sort through, you know, which is why you want to go to watch shows like by anything we have on Forbidden Knowledge TV or, or your network, uh, Dr. Bullard, or, or, or um, you know, even like I say, Dr. Stephen Greer, then you have an opportunity to probably get as close to the truth as possible. But there is a lot of fake stuff out there. And there's so many AI images being passed around now as real UFOs and real video clips of UFOs that are just totally faked. I mean, if anyone starts to look uh, on even just YouTube, for example, and they start to look, uh, they're going to see names like um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn. And um, they're going to see, of course, Ross Coulthard, who interviewed um, Rush. They're going to see... Uh, Gary Nolan, who's a, a professor at Stanford, I believe. Um, they're going to see Avi Loeb, who's a you know, professor at Harvard. You know, so they're going to see certain very credible people who are coming out, and then they're going to see others who are coming, you know, from the the military side of things. Maybe they were involved, like Lou Elizondo, they were involved in you know the intelligence community, uh, and are they one of the people who's trying to steer the conversation according to a certain potential threat narrative, or are they really genuine? You know, it, so there's so many agendas. <laughs> what I love about Stephen Greer's uh, Lost Century documentaries, um, some of his documentaries can be a bit frightening, <laughs> but they, they ultimately <laughs> come around in the end to yeah. a, a message of yeah. hope, which I do yeah. appreciate. And, um, I love that he is saying, like, look, these these technologies, like the technology for clean, free energy from vacuum, you know, from the zero point quantum zero point vacuum, it's already it's already done. Right? The ability to clean up the air, it's already done. The ability to you know create cars based that that are fueled on water, it's already done. Anti gravitics is already done, and these have been confiscated. Unfortunately, in the, in the interests of national security, they've been confiscated and kept out of the public. And so, you know, he's saying we're about a century behind in our technological evolution as a human race and on this planet because they've been confiscated. And yeah. it's time for it to come out. And what you're going to see is things are going to have to get slightly worse before they get better for us because that's just the process of change and a paradigm shift not that it's going to be all, you know, a cakewalk all the way through until it shifts into a whole new economic type of a system and a whole new uh, slew of industries come out that are basically based on free and green and true health for the, uh, for, the, for the people of the world. There's going to be a process in between where things are going to get a little shaky and people have to be aware of that. 
be prepared for that as well. You know that when the global sickness took over the planet, everything got shut down. And that, of course, crashed the stock market and everything else. So that was a period of time where you saw, okay, the world literally hit the off switch. Everything came to a complete halt. Then a switch was turned back on and everything came back. So my question is, well, if that can happen, well, every industry was shut down at the same time. Why can't we begin to shut down individual industries uh, mm. over a period of time? You give them a four to five year span to shut down and bring a new one up at the same time, right? Get out of, for example, these electric vehicles, they're killing the planet. Electric vehicles are the worst thing right. that they ever invented right. on this planet. Right. You know, the, 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 the lithium batteries and the cobalt, you know, this is forced child labor coming out of Africa. Kids are using their hands to dig the ore out of the ground, with their bare hands, and they're dying in these mines. And now, in, in the middle of Africa, and then you have the fact that these batteries are toxic. They're more toxic than an engine block. It's better to have an engine block in the soil than it is to have a battery. And you, there's no recycling of these batteries because there's so many different versions of the battery because they were made by open source. So everybody made a different kind. So the, the true thing here is to move into hydrogen-powered cars, which is where everything is going to go. Everything eventually is going to be hydrogen-powered. They'll use electrolysis to extract hydrogen atoms from uh, from water. And that'll be pushed into the chamber for combustion, and we'll have clean, uh, clean running vehicles that way. That's coming in the future. Electric cars are going to completely die out. But these things need to shut down the EV market, give them five to 10 years, and bring hydrogen up while that's going down. Yeah. These, I mean, it's not going to end the world. They have these concepts in their mind like, oh, if we do this, everything is going to come to a halt. Millions of people will be out of work. Everything's going to come to a crap. Well, you guys turn the switch off, and we close the whole planet down and then turn it back on again. So so there's no more fear in my heart, at least, that closing down an entire industry is gonna collapse everything anymore. Now I know for a fact that that's not the case. There's a lot of other things out there that we can be working on as well, though, like perpetual motion generators, which have never truly been fully successfully done, but I believe they are possible. There's a couple that have been taken over by eminent domain by the government, but we know that they can be created and uh, there's one that a, a rudimentary one that I created myself. It literally generates electricity enough to charge a phone or turn on a light bulb. It's got a problem that I need an engineer with torque and gear ratio. Right? But these things are possible. Imagine having a magnetic generator that once you start it, the only electric charge you need is the, it will kick to start the generator. Then from there, it never turns off. Mm. And it's silent and generates electricity nonstop. It's not completely silent, but it's, you know, Maybe a, a you know a half a decibel or so. So these are things that can power people in the farthest reaches of even the jungle, and give them electricity, okay. and it's totally clean because all you have to do is just keep the ball bearings uh, oiled every now and then, you know, basic service to keep it running properly. And then um, you know, and, and then of course solar panels, which like you say, harnessing the sun's power. Solar panels we have now are garbage. <laughs> I learned this because I invented this battery. It's a specialized AGM battery that can power a small house for about four days without uh, being recharged. But it can also trickle charge from solar, and then it can also rapid charge when your power comes on. It's designed for brownouts. And through this process of creating this battery, I discovered that the solar panel I was trying to utilize only had a 15% maximum conversion ratio. I'm like, 15%? Why is this not converting at uh, 70, 80, 90%? I can understand some loss in, you know, in the conversion process, but not that much. 
So I started looking. I said, maybe it's this product and maybe it's this company I'm using. So I started looking for more solar panels. And every company I went to to get solar panels, some of them were even 3%, 4%. I even found one that was 1% conversion. <laughs> and I'm going, why are these what panels are we- not converting electricity? <laughs> and so I found a, I contacted one company and they sent me the link to a government page. And basically it's a, it's a government order. So it's a political order that they put into place. They got it passed a long time ago. And basically this bill uh, bans the uh, the use of solar panels that can convert higher than 15%. Wow. You can take a small amount of area out of Colorado where nobody's living, like a valley. You cover it with solar panels that have the right capacity for conversion. You can power the entire United States for free. That's all we would need. Mm-hmm. But again powers that be, uh, you know, they put this limitation, they know this, so they put a limitation on solar panels conversion rates. So we have to reinvent ourselves because otherwise we will become obsolete. Uh, yeah. Just like, you know, Buckminster Fuller said is, is to stop trying to change the system from within the system, create a new system that makes the old system obsolete. And that that is happening right now. And the problem we have with this idea and this concept of what you're talking about is, you know, Trying to sustain an empire for eternity is impossible. If you don't believe that, just look at history. There is no one empire that has persisted forever. All empires seem to rise and fall. And so when you have, a, especially a dark empire, <laughs> uh, chances of it sustaining for eternity are pretty slim because at the end of the day, people get fed up. It's our natural instinct to fight against um, you know, adversity, and to persevere above darkness. It's just a natural instinct. We may go through cycles where we are, you know, allowing ourselves to be oppressed for a period of time. But they even, even that has a time limit because people also get to a point where they say enough is enough. Yeah. And so what America has to do is they have to realize that the big brains in this country, a lot of them are imported brains on the, uh, I think it's the SP-1 visa or whatever it's called, that allows these people who come in here, the minds for science and technology, help build or, or create. Even at a point, these people are not going to want to come here anymore. They're going to want to stay in their home countries and continue to develop over there. We've got to be very careful here in this country uh, to not allow ourselves to, like you say, get leapfrogged. Other third world nations that become first world nations, just because they're willing to make the adjustments and changes uh, that we're not willing to make. Even something as simple as all of our government websites in America are the worst websites I've ever seen in history. <laughs> These websites must be created by, uh, you know, I don't know, by monkeys. I don't know if they, they can't even be, grade school kids can make better websites than these, than these websites that we have here. So, you know, something as simple as changing our own websites, yeah. which are horrible. I remember when Obama was the president and they had the <laughs> Obamacare. It kept crashing. Yeah. You couldn't even go on the website and fill out the forms. Something is simply even changing that infrastructure, that digital infrastructure, it completely needs to be wiped out and changed over to something totally new and upstream. So, yeah. scale. So we have to. We, we're, we're falling behind at an enormous, an enormous rate. And what's what's only, the only thing keeping us in our position right now is the military strength and the fear of the military. Other than that, we'd already have been taken over. Then you go back to like ancient Egypt and and certain other empires. They were they were thriving for three thousand.
thousand years. So that puts yeah. things in perspective. It's like, now, what is it that they had that we don't have? Mankind is still a, a baby trying to learn how to crawl and walk. I think we're crawling now pretty good. We just got to really stand up and take some really good, strong steps. We've got to get to the point where we claim our birthright, which is a higher level of wisdom, understanding, and consciousness. I think the majority of people at their heart really have decent or good intentions, the majority of people. Uh, but the problem that we still have is we're so easily swayed to and fro by one agenda or one idea or concept or another, and it gets us so distracted that we lose a sight of our true, you know, pure, loving self. Mm-hmm. And we get caught up in these things like holly tricks and, <laughs> you know, religious uh, sects and, uh, and and all these other things that just come to to, to distract us. Fear-based media. That becomes our new God. So we, at, at our core, I believe the majority of people are pure and have pure love in their heart and want to see things change for the better and want to see themselves change for the better. We're so susceptible right now to these distractions. And it's purely because of what, what you just said, a higher level of consciousness, the higher level of wisdom and understanding, different perspective, gaining perspective, being able to separate yourself from your thoughts, understanding that you're not your thoughts, you are the observer of your thoughts. And being able to distinguish that and separate yourself from what your body is physically doing based on the input it's getting and being able to make adjustments to yourself and your thinking ability on the fly, that will then will change the outcome of where you're headed, this paradigm. So again, it just it's, it's more of, about people learning about who they truly are, and how to tap into who they are on the inside to access that love frequency to gain that empathy for other people on the outside so that we can move together as a solid unit as people on this planet and regain our birthright, which is not only taking back control of this planet, but also being able to move out into space as well. So so there's a lot of implications right now on this time and, and just, the, just the idea of disclosure happening. And there's both positive and negative impacts potentially on human psyche human consciousness. I mean, you think about, for example, how disruptive this could become to our narratives of history, you know, human history on this planet, ancient origins. Like, has there been uh, any alterations, for example, or any intervention by ancient aliens in the human race? And there is even genetic evidence of that. Uh, Religion, you know, the implications upon religion, the implications upon evolutionary theory and the archaeological narratives and the mainstream academia, uh, economic disruption. So there's so much. Uh, Is there anything that you'd like to to share on your thoughts with that? Yeah, there's just so much that we've gone through. I mean, it's really amazing that that we're still here. That shows (laughs) how strong we are as people on, on this planet. So much that has been thrown at us geologically, economically. You know, psychologically, physically, and we are still here and multiplying. So we've shown that we have the strength to persevere through pretty much anything. There's only one last main obstacle for us to overcome, and that's understanding that we are all one and to just love one another as it was, you know, your own brother or your sister. And if we can come to that understanding and and um and really put down this divide and conquer, re- recognize and discern, like you said, these inv- divide and conquer tactics, which are put out by the political system, the religious systems, and the school systems, and the, and the media, mainstream media. We can learn how to discern when we're being attacked with a divide and conquer tactic and put those down, put our boot on that thing, 
step on it and crush it and get past that, the future for mankind is super, super bright. We will literally excel so far, so fast. It'll be the blink of an eye. It took us 100 years to go from a horse buggy and carriage to putting remote control cars on Mars. I think just getting past that one hurdle of divide and conquer and recognizing, recognizing it for what it truly is and really then pushing that out and saying, no, no more. And once we do that, I think we can do what we did in 100 years in 20 years. Yeah. We can really accelerate mankind's progress in a way, and not just technologically, but spiritually and consciously, because that's one of the biggest things stopping us from excelling past a specific point. It's, it's got us just moving ahead, you know, slow, just one drip at a time. But if we can really push that out and get rid of that whole mindset of this divine and conquer, recognize it in everything we see, discern it, and push it away and say, no, we're, I'm not going to allow you to do this to my mind. And then we can, once we get rid of that, we're going to accelerate at a pace that is just unbelievable. And I love what you said about, um, you know, the divide and conquer kind of mindset. And we have to start seeing through it. Because, you know, even if we put the UFO, UAP disclosure topic aside, just looking at other cultural narratives that are happening right now that are dividing people, dividing people into more and more specialized group, like groups, uh, more and more yeah. identity kind of based politics, uh, mm -hmm. more and more polarization between left and right. You know, it's like it's more and more fractions and the media mm. is driving this. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the, the agendas that you see even in, in Hollywood productions is, is driving mm -hmm. all of this narrative. This is creating so much more division. Um, yeah. and, and the cancel culture. I mean, all of this stuff, we need to rise above it. And I believe that there's mm -hmm. a, a large majority of people out there who might be a bit silent at the moment, but everyone's getting frustrated with it. So I think it's time for more people to stand up and say no to this. Yeah, stand up and say no. And then we have to begin to you know, collaborate with each other, mm -hmm. like we're collaborating. We have to collaborate. We have to stop isolating and get into collaboration we have to begin to work together and we also have to make plans. We have to begin to organize. That's one of the biggest things we're not doing is organizing as a whole, as a mass of people on the planet and realizing how do we change these systems? Well, we have to infiltrate them like the old Trojan horse from you know, the Renaissance era. We have to get inside the gates. And how do you do that? We've got to begin to train people to take on positions of power that are conscious and go on the inside. And when they're inside, then they do what they have to do to break the system down, press the right buttons, expose the right information, whatever it is. But we have to begin to infiltrate these systems in this matrix that exists uh, so that we can break it down from the inside out. We can't st keep staying on the outside of these systems and thinking that we're going to have this massive change that just crops up. We have to have conscious people get in and infiltrate from the inside. And then you'll see the curtain begin to fall. I think we're in yeah. that phase right now where... Imaginal cells are very much here coming out, but you're right. We need, we need there needs to be more collaboration, more self-organizing, more um, unity, uh, reaching across to 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 work together uh, versus trying to be lone rangers. Yeah, I agree. You have to do that, and that's you know that's going to make a huge shift in the amount of information and wisdom that gets shared around the planet when people start to collaborate. It also creates tight bonds where you begin to bond with your brother, your sister, and those bonds are hard to break. You know, once you build that type of faith and trust in somebody and you're working together, 
in a positive and clear way that's helping to enlighten mankind. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that we have currently on the planet today, we have all the resources, all the technologies, all the solutions and plans even, even there and available uh, to clean up the environment, to, to end world hunger, to you know, really create a much more balanced and harmonious world. And the thing that's stopping it is human will. Will to take the new actions, take personal responsibility, not just say it's their responsibility over there, those guys in the government need to do it, or those guys in the big tech or those billionaires, they're the ones that need to do it. No, we need to do it. Every single individual needs to make that choice and take personal responsibility to be the change. Because the change is always going to have to start from inside. Every single one of us is helping to create this reality on this planet, and even reality in the universe as a whole. Uh, some people think that they have, have no impact, no input to what's happening in their lives and what's happening in the world or even in the universe. But it's a collective consciousness. And once you remember that, you realize that your thoughts, your actions, your voice, it does matter and it does have an impact. And I look at this from a quantum perspective, right? In a quantum mindset, it's within the uncertainties that infinite possibilities exist. And within those infinite possibilities, we can observe, choose what we want to create. If we can bring ourselves into a coherent enough state, we can choose what possibilities we want to make Mm. into reality. Um, And that coherence is such an important piece. So rather than, you know, feeding into fear and letting it hijack you, it's, it's really I know how this looks, but this taco night, it's going to be great. With McCormick by your side for over 130 years, it's going to be great. Really a process of learning to come into coherence within oneself, learning to maintain your center and your peace and your clear thinking and your centeredness within your heart, your knowingness in your gut, and this, this total coherence uh, and so then no matter what happens outside of you you will you will know you you will know your center yeah. your reference point and then from there you can make much more clear decisions from higher thinking versus you know the 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 hijacking of, of the fight flight freeze response and that is self-mastery right so right. and and that we get to that point through our daily actions if, if you yeah. can learn to create um, a practice, whether it's meditation or prayer or qigong or, you know, some form of ritual, creating some practice that brings you into your center on a day-to-day basis and really just taking some time to be and be with yourself and introspect and and um, find that point of peace and stillness within you. That stillness is the gateway to quantum coherence. Uh, and so this is one of the things that, that, you know, we're really bringing forward with the Quantum Learning Academy is how to do this. Because I think that that's what people need is they need the tools. We can talk about the what and the what is important, but we also need the how are we going to get there, right? We need those tools. Um, yep, and absolutely. I know on Forbidden Knowledge, you probably have a lot of tools that are also being offered. Oh, yeah, for sure. We have a lot of great shows up there. A lot of great content to give you self-help. We have psychotherapists. We have psychiatrists. 
know, we have uh, biohackers. There's a lot of tools that are available. You just have to know where to look. So mm -hmm. we've got both platforms, Dr. Teresa platform, my platform. There's help out there. And there's so many great self-help books available as well. So we can continue to work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I would say the key there is the will to take action. Right? The will mm -hmm. to apply yourself, to, to create new yeah. habits in your life, to utilize the tools. Because there are so many available now that work. They don't work if you don't use them. Right? So true. <laughs> Have the conscious thought to take action behind that conscious thought to create a new outcome. Yeah. So, Billy, thank you so much. You've been amazing as always. And, thank you. Uh, you know, such a pleasure. And I look forward to the next time that we collaborate and get together. Uh, very much yeah. appreciated. And so that brings us to the end of this conscious conversation with Billy Carson. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next time. This Conscious Conversation was created, produced, and recorded by Dr. Teresa Bullard-Wyke in collaboration with Billy Carson and edited by Verse Content and HH Films and Photo. The theme music and intro videography were created by Tim Mountain of Evenload Productions. Quantum Minds TV is a product of the Quantum Learning Academy. prescription eyewear fast shop hundreds of affordable styles with two-day delivery at ibuydirect.com
Okay, let's get back to um, Billy Carson. And I never wanna feel like I did that day. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. Let's see here. Well, actually. Okay, live hearing day three judge calls urgent hearing. Ooh, Antonio Willis in diaper non case. Folks, just Folks. want to take a moment to, to ask for your support today. Hold on. Let's run this one through another. Okay, this is my uh, new uh, short video. It's these two kids fighting a bear, and, and um, it's got like 2.3 million <laughs> likes. So I'm going to take that and turn that. That's myself sending. To all, um, so I'm sending it to all the Democrats and LGBTQ, Tristan Snell, Veterans Ranch, No Jail Deaths, Young Jens Vote, ASU, Young Dems. Hancock, Dems, Comedy Central, Women Action, Comedy, Hollywood Improv, Fruity Feminist. Netflix is a joke. Tucson Improv, Black Student Union, okay, whatever, Swanky Bear, okay, hi you, so now I'm gonna do, hey man, there's too much fucking action in here. Arizona Education. stand in support with teachers as a former teacher myself for many years comma I stand with teachers exclamation point get me on the ballot you will get 
same salary as the mayor of your town exclamation point be a drone or something making my uh, making my chickens all go nuts anyway thanks for 344k even if it's just law enforcement but you know even the piggies need to learn something oink oink okay Quality camera. I'm going to actually get uh, my turn on high. Turn on my speakers. Now I'm going to set up the microphone and do this without sans hands. Oh, what the hell? Shut up! Hey! Shut I just want to take a not moment. A single donation not a single a donation goes on none of this. I'm serious. It's easy to forget your impact. It's easy to forget your impact. But think back to where we were a few years ago. And think you where this country is now. That's you. 
That's your one dollar, your five dollars. And I really mean it. I'm not rich already from 50 years in the Congress. Thank you. Pumpers will love you. Oh shit! I didn't get it. Oh, damn. Balls. Fucked up. Fucked it up. How he knows it, and then you ask. Okay, the next question. All right, he's already, she's already he's already asked the next question. Can you repeat the question? Yes. How do you have knowledge? What knowledge did I, well you just told us she told us Mr. Wade told you to tell us what Mr. Wade told you about Miss Willis and Mr. Wade meeting at the Evans office. Uh, objection, Your Honor. Privilege. Yeah. Um overruled. Call the question, Mr. Bradley. I do not. Right. You re-ask the question, Ms. Murphy. What did you learn from Mr. Wade? I would clarify that's where you learned it from. About Mr. Willis, Mr. Wade, and Miss Willis meeting at Evans office together. On object to ask and answer. He's testified that he hasn't time. answered. He haven't. We haven't heard an answer. He testified he had one conversation with Mr. Wade in the back yeah. of his uh, law so office. No, and his, and his answer may change. So overall, office to what? How to answer the question? I can't recall what the conversation was. Um, I do do recall um, knowing that they would that he would go down to the office or had been down to the office, but I can't tell you in what capacity or when or any of that, no. So they told you that they had sex at the office there, correct? Don't recall him stating that, no. You don't recall? No. It's possible he did say that. <laughs> Fucking outrageous. I do not remember him saying that. recall he had a garage door opener to your house or a condo or something like that. I've never seen a garage door opener. I've never been to Miss Willis's house. I've never been to and I'm trying to explain. I've never been so no I do not have any personal knowledge of him having a garage door opener. <laughs> yes ma'am fucking ridiculous like as in you saw it you have any knowledge at harassment all? from mr wade or any source he had a garage door opener to access one of miss willis's residence now object to the any sources to hearsay all right depends on the source ruled no not no i don't have any knowledge when you told me that did you just make it up do you have something oh, that God. shows that i told you that yes when well Huh, well, we're going to go through all the texts we can, but do you, so was that made up though? I'm going to object because I don't, I don't recall him having 
That's really just a second. Object under 106 is the rule of completeness. I don't have that text message or any text messages that indicate that, Your Honor. I, I don't have, if it was a text, I, we had that conversation. I actually think it was when he was rule on speaker of front completeness. of Mr. I'm not sure, but I mean, I, if I'm asked to qualify exactly where that's from, I would Okay, so uh, rule of completeness would be if you need to introduce other texts to show the context. If you're saying you don't, haven't seen a copy yet, then I think Ms. Merchant needs to do that before you can decide have, your next step. And that's, that's what I was asking him. If he, if, if that was something he just remembers making up, if he doesn't, then that's fine. But she referenced text messages and started to go into her packet of papers. Sure. Text so you don't have a text message to that? I don't. I, I would need some time to look through, and I don't remember if I have a text to that or if it was during a conversation. It was one of those. All right. Well, he's, he has now said that he has no knowledge. Ass. So, on to your next question. Okay. Um, did, Shame on the judge tell you about the taking this up about this took? bullshit. No. Do you have any knowledge? of the trips that he and Miss Willis took. Objection, hearsay. Uh, overruled. I do now. But you did not before this proceeding? I did not know until you text that you fucking bullshit. found that in the um, deposition of his divorce. I mean, he has no knowledge of when the relationship between Connie Wilk and Nathan Wood began. Says he has no idea, never witnessed anything. Live hearing day through this fucking ridiculous harassment. Shame on the judge for love. Harassment of funny Willis. Okay. It's fucking ridiculous. Scared of the truth, Donnie. Terrified diaper Don wants Cohen excluded from criminal trial. Eh, eh. Um, Democratic leaders urge Speaker Johnson to avert shutdown past Ukraine aid in intense meeting. <clears throat> At this time, Trader New York, these are headlines of Midas Touch. New York prosecutor steps ahead of Trump's, I mean, diaper Don's next move one hour ago. Watch live this Tuesday, by the way, Tuesday, 1249 p.m. Fulton County hearing on funny wellness, blah, blah, blah. Fucking retarded. Haunted by 500 million debt. Diaper Don loses it in posts after failing to post a bond two hours ago. 
I've been using Tonal for a few weeks now, and I can tell you it's an absolute game changer if you work out at home. Like most people, it's small. Let's take a look at what Donald Trump is posting on his <laughs> social media after not posting a supersedious bond in the New York Attorney General's civil fraud case where the judgment right now with post and prejudgment interest is approaching, folks, $470 million, getting very close to that $470 million mark. And I know Donald Trump's lawyer, Alina Haba, said Donald Trump is just so rich, it'll be easy for him to post this bond. Well, as of now, he did it, meaning New York Attorney General Letitia James, 30 days after judgment being entered on February 22nd, she'll be able to start selling his properties and going into his bank accounts and start taking out the money money if he's unable to post the bond if he even has that kind of money in his bank accounts we will see but let's take a look at what donald trump is posting and then i want to compare it to what president biden is saying and posting on his social media you'll see very divergent priorities here and then i want to show some other videos that kind of tie this all together so for donald trump the priorities are me 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 and then just whining about his court cases and then whining about problems that he's intentionally creating to try to cause harm to our great nation. So Donald Trump posts things like this. Wow, the Mark Levin show just showed how unconstitutional and how unfair the New York State Attorney General case against me is. A total hoax. Election interference at the highest level. Next showing, 3 a.m. Eastern on Fox. Okay, let's think a lot of people are going to want to watch that at 3 a.m. Eastern. Here's his next post. New York civil lawsuit against Trump is unconstitutional. And then he posts this article here. It should be noted. I don't know this article. Midas Touch has now caught Donald Trump about seven or eight times manipulating articles that he posts as well and scrubbing the articles of any of the negative references towards him. And then he posts it as though it is the article. Just think about that. He does that frequently. Here's what else, Here's what he's posting as well. Uh, he posts this on Breitbart. Exclusive, the Biden administration planted an operative in Fawny Willis's office, sources say. The Biden administration allegedly planted a Democrat operative inside the Fulton County office to target Donald Trump. It's just a bunch of lies, and it's just a bunch of whining. Here's another Breitbart exclusive. Exclusive, Nathan Wade led Fawny Willis 2020 transition into office. Nathan Wade made the decisions to hire and fire employees in Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Donald Trump, you're an adjudicated rapist. Shut up. You have been found liable for defaming your rape victim to the tune of $83.3 million. You're out there calling a porn star who you had sex with while your wife Melania had just given birth to Barron. You call her a horse face and say no affair, and she is a central witness in the Manhattan District Attorney case against you. So why'd you pay her the money? What are you even talking about here? This is a clip of Donald Trump from a few months back uh, saying this about uh, Stormy Daniels. Play the clip. To bring charges against me for now ancient, no affair story of Stormy Horseface Daniels. No attraction. No affair. I call it no affair. Where there is no crime anyway.
by the way, we've done some other hot takes on this. The Manhattan District Attorney is seeking a limited gag order against Donald Trump from making statements uh, like that. Donald Trump then posts uh, portions of the United States Constitution that he thinks relates to him because it's all about him. Donald Trump, uh, as you're scrolling through his feed, you've got Putin propaganda all over Trump social media. Like this is from Revolver News right here. It says, plot twist. Putin agreed to release Navalny shortly before Kremlin's critics' death. Oh, so Putin's the good guy under their fantasy ridiculous, uh, ridiculous telling of it. Oh, here's another ad as I was scrolling through Donald Trump's posts. You could get a mail-ordered bride from Eastern Europe, everybody. Date more successfully on Dream Signals, award-winning international dating. So you see on Donald Trump's uh, unhinged social media platform. And here's what Donald Trump writes as well. Truth Social is the real voice of America. Right it's hot. MAGA 2024. Here's another post by Donald Trump um, who killed the bipartisan border deal. Donald Trump goes, crooked Joe Biden's border invasion is destroying our country and killing our citizens. Donald Trump, you were the one who killed the strongest bipartisan border deal in history, and then you bragged about it so you can say that you so you could whine about it as a campaign issue. Here we have like multiple clips of you doing this. Here, just play one of them. So on Monday, go vote. Early voting, go vote. Let's not forget that this week we also had another massive victory that every conservative should celebrate. We crushed crooked Joe Biden's disastrous open borders bill. Mike Johnson did a very good job, and the whole group did a great job in Congress. We crushed. And by the way, here is President Biden. He was looking at these clips of Donald Trump bragging about killing the bipartisan border deal. And take a look at Biden's response here. Play this clip. Why were you against the House, um, against the Senate border deal, the bipartisan border deal? They allow 5,000 people a week, but a lot of people took it as 5,000 people a day. It made it much better for the opposing side. You know, he just admitted it. He sabotaged our bipartisan deal, bipartisan deal to secure the border because it made it much better for the opposing side. You know who the opposing side is? In this case, it's America. Donald Trump roots against America every chance he gets. He's only in this for himself. Me? If you're right, in Jack. a car accident, don't call an attorney. Use this AI app Russian instead. Russian accent asset since the 80s. you have Don Jr. in an interview saying things like this. Play the clip. I travel all over the country. I fly commercially. Like, I'm all over. You know, I, I have seen and witnessed now more than ever, uh, you know, the amount of African-American men that have come up to me. Literally like, hey, man, you're my hero. I'm like, what? I, like, really? Like, I, I did not have that in my bingo card. You've got Donald Trump's surrogate, Marjorie Taylor Greene, out there saying this. Play the clip. It sounds like 2016 and 2017, the whole Russian collusion lies that they came up with in the, in the beginning. How big of a threat do you see Russian aggression? I think if you walk around and ask most people if they're afraid of Russia, they would they would laugh and tell you no. And here's what Nikki Haley has to say about Donald Trump draining all of the money from the RNC. I mean, RNC, Trump campaign having massive, massive issues with fundraising right now. Here, play this clip of Nikki Haley. But what went wrong is 
Congress needed to get in a... If people don't look at what is happening, Donald Trump can't win a general election. The RNC is broke. He has spent $60 million of his own campaign contributions on legal fees. Now he's going to start draining it out of the RNC. How in the... And by the way, here's Nikki Haley talking about Donald Trump killing the bipartisan border deal. Play the clip. Room and figure it out and not come out until they passed a strong bill. But instead, what'd they do? They went home for two weeks on vacation. The other problem was Trump went and told Congress not to pass anything until after the general election because it would hurt him. We can't wait one more day for them to pass a strong border bill. Congress needs to get in a room and figure it out, and Trump needs to stay out of it, period. So as Donald Trump's out there making posts like that, here's what President Biden's talking about. He goes, this is from President Biden. This week I'll travel to Brownsville, Texas, to meet with U.S. Border Patrol agents, law enforcement, and local leaders. House Republicans should stop playing politics and pass the bipartisan border agreement we reached in the Senate, the toughest and fairest reforms in decades. President Biden's post here, brave Ukrainian soldiers and civilians are dying, and Russia made its first notable gains in Ukraine in nearly a year. But here in America, the Speaker gave the House a two-week vacation. They need to come back and pass our bipartisan national security bill. President Biden writes, I'm never going to stop fighting for hardworking American families. That includes getting student debt relief to as many folks as possible, as quickly as possible. President Biden posts months ago, I instructed my team to begin working with bipartisan lawmakers to fix our immigration system. They did a hell of a job, and together we put forward some of the most fair reforms ever. Speaker Johnson, it's time to call a vote and send this bill to my desk. President Biden writes, I know that folks are worried about what they're seeing happening to women all across America. I am too. I hear about it everywhere I go. My message is the vice president and I are fighting for the freedom of women, for families, and for doctors who care for these women. He posts more about protecting our border. President Biden says, if MAGA Republicans pass a national abortion ban, I will veto it. President Biden writes, we're building affordable high-speed internet everywhere in America so your children don't have to sit in a McDonald's parking lot to do their homework. Businesses are able to thrive and farmers and ranchers are able to sell their products. That's what President Biden is talking about, and I think voters are getting it as well. Here's a Nikki Haley voter, what she has to say. Play this clip. It's important to me to keep Trump out of office again. Um, Project 2025, I've read it, I've studied it. It's scary, it's frightening. And this is a segment from Fox that was on yesterday. Here, play this clip. Oh, how did Joe Biden do in South Carolina? 96.2% of the vote. Donald Trump got 60% and four in 10 voters in the Republican party said no. Even though they know that the race is pretty much over, that he's going to be the nominee, they still voted against him. Um, that That is a problem because when he says this is the most united Republican Party he's ever seen, mm. it is not the most united Republican Party. And 59% of those Haley voters say they're not voting for him. That That is the... So, folks, that's what Donald Trump has been doing after not being able to post a bond. I want to show you those other clips, though, that I just shared with you of. Um, what President Biden's saying and talking about and how voters are starting to think about this. I mean, 
You got President Biden talking about issues. You got Donald Trump talking about himself and just whining and behaving like a, like a loser. I'm, I'm, and just so unhinged and weird. And this whole crew with him and his kid and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, what the heck is that, huh? I'm Ben Micellis. This is the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. Let's get to 3 million together. Have a great one. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. And continue the conversation by following us on Instagram. Four in, ten, <clears throat> four in 10 Republicans vote no against Trump. And 59% of Haley voters won't say no to him as well. That's pretty substantial. That's good news. Okay. Ryan, uh, desperate diaper Don attempts to exclude his own conduct. Huh. New York prosecutor steps ahead of diaper Don's next move. Diaper Don loses it, yeah. Diaper Don lawyer caught lying to prosecutors. Ooh. Judge Kennan makes move on last minute Trump motions. Hmm. I wonder what that fucking cunt is doing. I'm the only presidential candidate, by the way, calling, who has been calling for a long time. For her removal and recusal. Even the conservative 11th Circuit judges admonished her. Hmm. RNC faces imminent implosion with Diaper Don's latest move. Federal judge delivers final blow to Diaper Don pillow guy. <laughs> That's been fun. Let's go to that. The police don't want you to know this. Hey, Mom, I canceled your car insurance. What? The lumpy pillow guy. This is posted when three steps. Poor nasty lumpy pillow dump, lumpy dumpy pillow guy. So it's all over the news. Mike Lindell and us, another $5 million, put it on the $8 billion lawsuits against him, right? And, uh, and, they, uh, and so, of course, they're asking me, well, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Well, number one, it's not against me personally. And number two, um, it's a big distraction for what I'm doing right now. That's why they waited till now. I have a plan to secure our elections, and that's why I've been attacked relentlessly since August. My pill has been under the biggest attack in history right now, not January 21. Right now. Why? Because in August, I announced a plan to secure our elections that go to paper ballot, and somebody out there doesn't like that, Brian. Hey, everyone. I'm Gabe Sanchez, and welcome back to What Was That? My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, promised $5 million to anyone who could debunk his claims about the 2020 election. And guess what? Someone did. And ever since then, Lindell has tried to cowardly back out of pain, but now a judge has ruled that Lindell must cough up the cash plus interest. It's my money and I need it now! It's my money and I need it now! It's my money and I need it now! So if you've been living under a rock-shaped pillow lately, let me get you up to speed. Our favorite unhinged election denier extraordinaire, Mike Lindell, has taken another financial blow to his crappy pillow kingdom. In 2021, <laughs> Lindell held his cyber symposium, which is not to be confused with the 2023 event that he had called the Election Summit. Well, how would you like to see it demoed right here in this room? This is coming at you right now, everybody, outside the building. 
special delivery, everybody. Special delivery. This device, as it flew into this building, it just grabbed all of your cell phones, everybody in this room, every device that's what on the internet right now. About? Now, what I find hilariously on brand about this is that Lindell is pushing a Chinese-made drone to illegally spy on American voters to prove there's a Chinese plot to hack voting machines to steal votes away from Republicans. I know, it's a lot. Now, the 2021 Cyber Symposium was the three-day event where he didn't want his attendees to eat or even take a break. No, Dude. we're not going on a break. Put up that movie again. Run the movie. There's no breaks. We're streaming 72 hours live streaming so around the world this never stops and just to give you an idea of how insane the cyber symposium was lindell invited the media and cyber experts to vet his claims and that's exactly what cnn did and holy shit it went off the rails real quick this was attacked our the whole technology was attacked so the conference was supposed to begin about an hour ago uh, but Lindell is having some problems with streaming live the event on his website. He's claiming without any evidence that it's because of an attack, that his systems have been attacked. There's attacks and cyber attacks every day, as you can see. Lindell wasn't attacked. It was just a beautiful moment of irony where the idiots screaming about being experts in machine hacking couldn't even start the PowerPoint presentation on their own personal computers. To your knowledge, was yeah, of Lindell's claims that the election had been stolen. Based on everything we found, uh, that is meaningless. There was nothing there you can compare to draw any conclusions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a computer guy. I don't know what most of this stuff means, but I've been researching this election since November 3rd. But the CNNs of the world, you guys need to start reporting this and stop fact-checking it. <laughs> I just want to play that one more time for you. And I'm not a computer guy. I don't know what most of this stuff means, but I've been researching this election since November 3rd. But the CNNs of the world, you guys need to start reporting this and stop fact-checking it. So for that event, Lindell announced a $5 million reward for his appropriately titled Proof Mike Long Challenge. It's a $5 million prize for anybody that can, that can prove the election data that I have from the 2020 election is false. Now, if you know Lindell, then you know that it doesn't take a stable genius to prove Mike wrong or his absurd election claims. And that's when Robert Zeidman, a computer forensics expert who was in attendance at the symposium, decided to give it a shot. Lindell's challenge was so easy that Zeidman did it in a matter of hours from his hotel room. Oh, and by the way, Zeidman voted for Donald Trump both in 2016 and in 2020. So any MAGA Republicans about to go off on me in the comments about how he's a deep state plant, just chill. So after Zeidman demanded the prize money, Lindell refused to pay, which sounds a lot like Trump. Um, here I am on a family trip with uh. my grandkids, and I'm attacked from all over the country. I, news reporters <laughs> call me all day. Isn't it kind of strange this comes out the day after Fox settles with Dominion? This guy's not a cyber guy. I don't even know how he got in there with his credentials he has. He's an IT guy, a computer guy, but he's not a cyber guy. And if you're wondering what the difference is between an IT guy and a cyber guy, according to Lindell, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, most of the time, I think this guy is high on his own supply. So their dispute led to last spring's arbitration panel, which also decided high that Lindell had to pay supply. Zeidman a reward that he rightfully earned. <laughs> Money, please. And get this, the arbitration panel was actually in the fine print of the Prove Mike Wrong contest, because of course it was, but Mike Lindell says that's not fair. Lindell was so unhappy with that decision that he vowed to take that case to court, which ultimately resulted in a judge ruling that Lindell still must pay Zeidman 
time for proving Mike wrong. But you know who does not have to pay $5 million to a cybersecurity expert and has better quality products than MyPillow? Today's sponsor, Miracle Made. Did you know that your temperature at night can happen? Oh, go to shop. Uh, commercials almost as long as it's oh. lumpy pillows. No, they're not lumpy pillows. That's not what they call on. Okay, <laughs> when you say lumpy pillows, now you're an asshole. You got that? <laughs> you're an asshole. Like, is what you are. Like, no, sorry. he's an asshole. No, he's an ambulance chase an asshole. That's what you are. <laughs> lumpy pillows kiss my ass. All right, Mike, just chill <laughs> out. Clearly, I hit a nerve. Just tell us about how you're the victim in all of this. Let's talk about. We'll talk about. Uh, securing our elections, which Mike Lindell has made it a priority in his entire life to do. Hold on a sec. What is going on with Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend, RSBN host Brian Glenn? He looks like he's suffering from either being attacked by a hornet's nest or excessive alcohol consumption. But then again, if someone was dating Marjorie Taylor Greene, I wouldn't fault them for developing alcoholism. You made news yesterday that the media could not get away from you. Let's let's talk about it. Right. That. Well, Judge, another... Uh, um, I won't even badmouth the judge because I just don't care anymore. Um, another a judge ruled in Minnesota. Remember, we had the cyber symposium in the summer of 21. Actually, it was one of the co uh, company did. It was Lindo Management LLC. They had this uh, event. And uh, which actually started everything, kind of planted all the seeds. Sure. Well, they, we had this event, and there was a challenge there, and uh, that the that the data was not, you know, you had to prove it wasn't from the 2020 election. Well, all the cyber guys, even uh, the Facebook fact checkers said, well, yeah, it's from the 2020 election. No, 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 not so fast, Lindell. Let's not forget what that cyber and voting machines expert told CNN back in 2021. Which we wouldn't be able to understand and how it can be evidence. We didn't expect there's no pile of anything. There's not even a pile of bullshit here. There's just a pile of nothing. Just only pile of nothing. But let's get back to Lindell playing the victim. Uh, this guy, this guy named Zeidman, they brought in, and to make a long story short, um, and they actually bring him in with his lawyer, and his lawyer actually worked for the company that I have now that had all the data. Okay. So he already knew it was legit. It's, it's really complicated. Nope, it's not complicated. It's very easy to understand. Lindell made a $5 million bet and lost bigly. It's pretty simple to understand. Lindell is a moron who keeps saying the election was stolen without showing any evidence while also spending over $40 million in support of Donald Trump's big lie. I've spent over $40 million. Unbelievable. Hang on a second. He spent over $40 million. $40 I've spent in the... Uh, and uh, I need help. We need professional help. Oh, and Lindell also made sure to visit his best friend, Steve Bannon, at CPAC 2024. Every article today tells me you're bankrupt again. Yeah, I know. 20 more articles. <laughs> Mike, Mike, are we going to let Mike Lindell go bankrupt? Why all the articles saying you're bankrupt again? Yeah. They love attacking me. It's a distraction, by the way. That'll be done by 2025. All these lawsuits, all these billions of dollars, they pile up like cordwood. They want me distracted from what I'm trying to do, secure our election platforms and save this country. These people will believe anything that they're told, and they will happily let themselves be grifted by a guy with pillow stuffing for brains. You have made that possible because of uh, supporting my pillow and my pillow is an employee-owned company, and they've attacked them because their CEO wants secure elections. That's disgusting. And no, his employees are not getting attacked. But according to Lindell, he is facing multiple IRS audits, which is unsurprising. Yeah. Now we have audits. They're going after my employees that were during, oh, the, during the China virus. You know, you had all these at-home moms and stuff, everybody out there taking calls at our call center. 
under contract labor across the country. Now they're doing employee audits. They're trying to take away their jobs that you all call in your orders on. And uh, it started in California. Now there's three other states that are coming at my pillow. And Steve, it's disgusting. None of these audits have to do with the fact that he keeps bitching about the 2020 election. They're auditing him over his lumpy pillow business practices. When will people learn that Republicans are corrupt morons who are not good at running business, let alone running the U.S. government? Lindell's legal problems keep piling up. American Express slash Lindell's credit line. He's being sued for billions in multiple defamation lawsuits. His uh -huh. lawyers quit on him because he owes them millions of dollars. And then he had to offshore uh -huh. the company's equipment, which almost no one purchased. Lindell will claim that it's all because of cancel culture. Like how Fox News temporarily canceled his pillow ads. Folks. Just want to take a moment. Here we go. Folks, <clears throat> just want to take a moment. Oh, folks. Folks. Folks, just want to take a moment. Ask for your support. Yeah, you were dishy in the 30s. You were dishy in the 30s. Yeah, fucking baseball hat. Don't cut it, dudes. I just read the court documents uh, about the allegations from Lil Rod about Diddy. And uh -huh. uh, it looks like Epstein level uh, exposing of the rap industry right now. It names names. He, he he has photos. He has physical evidence. He has audio recordings. Uh, literally everything from uh, 
Did he being involved in murders? Did he be wow. involved in sexual assault, grooming, uh, drugging people? Uh, sure. It even goes so far to name Cuba Gooding Jr. as being involved in, <laughs> wow. in all of this. Um, oh, it has some redacted names. They bummer. seem to be uh, about Meek Mill and Chris Brown, but uh, again, they're redacted, so you can't be 100% sure, but the things that are said about them seem to indicate that those are the people that they're talking about and uh, indicating that those people were having sex with underage girls there is a whole bunch of allegations of how diddy would use his positions of power to sexually assault males and then blackmail them uh into not saying anything because obviously like homophobia inside the rap industry is very prevalent so uh the um allegations are or are that he would blackmail uh people underneath him by saying like, oh, I recorded this and I will show it to everybody. If even 10% of what is is alleged inside of this, this court document is true, uh, they need to put Diddy under the jail. And 50 Cent is going to have the best time talking about this over the next month. I just read the court documents uh, about the allegations from Lil Rod about Diddy. And uh, it looks like Epstein-level... Uh, the rap industry Good job. Right investigation. He names. He, he he has photos. Good job on your investigation. Evidence. He has audio recordings. Uh, literally everything from uh, Diddy being involved in murders. Diddy being. Girl, I'm not sure if you watched the White House press meeting yesterday, but baby, it was going down. Okay. Now we know how. We know how, um, you know, how, how nasty they get or slick with the lip that they get in the White House. <laughs> However, we got a, a first taste of it, okay? Because, baby, when I tell you that Kirby was not filling them questions yesterday coming from the reporters, it's getting to the point where they know that we know that they lying and they're getting frustrated at the fact that we're not believing their lies. So let me, let's get into it, okay? Because it was crazy. Yesterday, what happened was crazy. So I'm minding my black business when I come across this clip on X, right? Sorry, y'all. So this lady in the green suit, baby, when I tell you she was serving, okay? She was serving every bit of shoulder pads in that suit. You get what I'm saying? She was giving texture with a satin shirt, a satin winter green, and a nice velvet blazer. Do you know what I'm saying? That blazer is blazing. It's, it's giving <laughs> what, it, what, it need, what it needed to give because as she was blazing through the bullshit, that Kirby was literally spitting out of his mouth baby let's get into it so kirby was um taking questions okay and everybody was asking them questions but this woman in the green she said you know what i like problems i'm gonna choose problems always so she starts questioning questioning what's america's influence or what is america's motives for being in the red sea because from us it's starting to look like y'all antagonizing a situation when we're literally all telling you she's speaking for the people we're literally all telling you we don't want nothing to do with this woman we want no beef we want no drama and the red sea the u.s has no claim over the red sea the red sea literally belongs to the people in the middle east so why would you feel like it's okay for y'all to keep sending shit out there. there like aircraft carriers um out there when y'all know for a fact that there's you know, oil like off the gaza strip so the u.s and israel want to get rid of the palestinians he's giving her his dry stale answers and the the room gets quiet and it's it's a certain level of quiet where we all just like 
taking in the bullshit. Like, we can feel it. You can feel the thickness in the air that we're all like, that's bullshit. Like, but okay. Um, not this woman. She said, um, no, because you're not going to play in my face today. You're not going to play in my face. So she kept digging, okay? She brings <laughs> a whole new turn to journalism. Okay, hold on. There's oil off the coast of Gaza Strip. So USA and Israel both want to get rid of the Palestinians. Yet another land grab ends lust for oil. Comma. Illegal war of aggression and genocide. Okay. And talk around a question and make it seem like, but she's trying to, you know, be diplomatic, trying to be respectful, right? So then Kirby jumps back on the scene and he's. He's giving her his dry, stale answers, and the the room gets quiet, and it's, it's a certain level of quiet where we all just, like, taking in the bullshit. Like, we can feel it. You can feel the thickness in the air that we're all like, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> but, okay. Um, not this woman. She said, um, no, because you're not going to play in my face today. You're not going to play in my face. So she kept digging, okay? She brings a whole new term to journalism. This woman kept digging. She kept asking them questions. She broke the questions down of the previous question that she asked into minor pieces. She was digging for gold. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's going to get to the bottom of it. Can you clarify this? Can you do this? Can you do that? So if, in fact, that y'all saying this, then why y'all still got y'all asses in the Red Sea? What is going on? So Kirby starts getting frustrated and flustered. Baby, when I tell you Miss Mama's Miss Mean Green in that blazer was chewing his ass up so well, okay? She knew exactly who she could get answers from. She made sure, she made certain not to wait until Mean Jean Kareem came on the screen, okay? Uh -huh. Hopped up on the scene. Because she knew Mean Jean Kareem wasn't gonna be able to give her no answers. Listen, Jean, she know what she doing. Kareem Jean, she know what she doing. She, the baby, the way she can, she can literally deflect and talk around a question, and make it seem like she gave you the answer with it not actually being the answer, she should be in the Olympics for talking, okay? But when it came down to Kirby, when I tell you this woman kept tripping him up, this man was getting so frustrated that nobody was believing his lies that he started getting an attitude. They, when they put it out there, they, they gave it, you know, the heading that Kirby snapped back at her. No, baby, no, baby he didn't snap back at her. He gave her sass. He sassed her. It was giving zest. It was giving, girl, what do you want? Like, I gave you an answer. And he was really just getting flustered, flustered and getting upset because she kept poking holes in his lies. Like, the BS answer that Kirby was giving, she kept poking holes in. And I'm sitting there the whole time like, yeah, girl, you gotta go here. She asking the questions for the people. She was asking the questions that nobody, you gotta watch some shit. You're like, why didn't they ask this question? She, she said, baby, I want problems. Always. Always, okay? Because I'm out here speaking for my people. And the shit that y'all giving us ain't adding up, okay? We trying to figure out how the hell y'all got for. Is this a new type of math? Because it ain't adding up. What the hell you doing in the Red Sea antagonizing 
shit when we got conflict with Asia. Why are you getting in the middle of this when you already sending our tax dollars, our hard-earned tax dollars, over to Israel? It's not making sense, man. Y'all starting beef and trying to antagonize Iran and give it into a full-fledged war. And the people see y'all for who y'all are. So he was getting mad. Baby, she was chewing him up so bad that you know how there's somebody who's running the meeting. She had to, the woman had to interject and say, that'll be enough questions for now. Literally in the middle of her chewing his ass up, child. And you could literally see Kirby getting upset. Like, with each question, she poked a hole in, he was getting more and more visibly upset. Baby, you lying. Only a liar will get upset. You lying. Just just say you lying, bro. Just say y'all lying and y'all y'all not doing what y'all supposed to be doing. Okay? But kudos to this reporter because she was journaling. Okay? The journalist was journaling ticket. She was journaling licking. Okay? She was doing that thing down. Do you understand what I'm saying? She was asking the questions that needed to be asked. She was asking 99 in one question. Okay? And on the 99, he had it, I'll give it to him. He had it together for the 99 questions. But on that 100th one, baby, the seams was cracking. And he started to get flustered. And she, as soon as she smelt that crack in the surface, she went right in and started digging, digging, digging. And he couldn't take the heat. Which is why I'm guessing they, they have Mean Jean Kareen up there because, baby, she gonna deflect all day long and you ain't gonna get a, you ain't gonna get a fuck thing about Kareen. She gonna tell you, I gotta research it. I don't know. I don't know. And it gets so bad to the point where people are like, well, Jean, what the hell you doing here? Why are you here? You are not giving us no information. I'm so happy that, that this reporter pulled up on, um, on Kirby with the stick and let it hit because Kirby couldn't take it. Baby, he was flustered. He was so mad. Girl, I'm not sure if you watched the White House press meeting yesterday, but baby, it was going down, okay? Now, we know how, we know how, um, you know, how, how nasty they get or slick with the lip that they get in the White House. However, we got a, a first taste of it, okay? Because, baby, when I tell you that Kirby was not filling them questions yesterday, <laughs> the reporters, it's getting to the point where they know that we know that they lying, and always okay because i'm out here speaking for my people and the shit that y'all giving us ain't adding up okay we trying to figure out how the hell y'all got for is this a new type of man because it ain't adding up what the hell you doing in the red sea antagonizing shit when we got conflict with asia why are you getting in the middle of this when you already sending our tax dollars our hard-earned tax dollars over to israel it's not making sense man Y'all starting beef and trying to antagonize Iran and give it into a full-fledged war. And the people see y'all for who y'all are. So he was getting mad. Baby, she was chewing him up so bad that you know how there's somebody who's running the meeting. She had to, the woman had to interject and say, that'll be enough questions for now. Literally in the middle of her chewing his ass up, child. And you could literally see Kirby getting upset. Like, with each question, she poked a hole in. He was getting more and more visibly upset. Baby, you lying. Only a liar will get upset. You lying. Just just say you lying, bro. Just say y'all lying and y'all y'all not doing what y'all supposed to be doing. Okay? But kudos to this reporter because she was journaling. Okay? The journalist was journaling ticket. She was journaling licking. Okay? She was doing that thing down. Do you understand what I'm saying? She was asking the questions that needed to be asked. She was asking 99 in one question. Okay, and on the 99, he had it, I'll give it to him, he had it together for the 99 questions, but on that, that 100th one, baby, the seams was 
cracking. And he started to get frustrated. And she, soon as she smelt that crack in the surface, she went right in and started digging, digging, digging. And he couldn't take the heat, which is why I'm guessing they, they had Mean Jean Kareen up there because, baby, she gonna deflect all day long and you ain't gonna get a, you ain't gonna get a fuck thing about Kareen. She gonna tell you, I gotta research it. I don't know. I don't know. And it gets so bad to the point where people are like, well, Jean, what the hell are you doing here? Why are you here? You're not giving us no information. I'm so happy that, that this reporter pulled up on um, on Kirby with the stick and let it hit because Kirby couldn't take it. Baby, he was flustered. He was so bad. Girl, I'm not sure if you like the White House. I'm going to tag Esther here. <laughs> At a certain point, Mr. Kirby had to put on a diaper before answering. Kirby ain't never had to think that hard his whole life. That press is finally pressing. She's an AJ journalist. That's how you know she stands on business. AJ journalist. Uh, something journal? Atlanta journal? More reporters need to put pressure on them during these press meetings. They are, but they keep getting cut off. Kirby's feathers were ruffled up there looking like a mad rooster. <laughs> Fighting for his life and losing. She was a real journalist and she touched him up back. He was frustrated. <laughs> White House press briefing, Lady in Green. Nataga, SNL. Outside of Comment posted zero. This is my application for Gaia. Need to get that done. Wendy's will be price gouging soon. That's right. They're going to pull an Uber and introduce dynamic pricing so their prices can fluctuate during the day depending on how many people are in line. Now, thanks to the worst food inflation that we've seen in years, Wendy's recorded record gross and operating profits last year. But that's not enough. Wendy's wants to find ways to raise prices even further and squeeze consumers even more. Wendy's will be the first fast food restaurant in history to implement dynamic pricing. Wendy's management decided that since they couldn't be the first in anything else amongst fast food companies, like food quality or customer satisfaction, they might as well outperform all other fast food companies in figuring out ways to screw over their customers. And you can bet that other fast food companies are going to play follow the leader if this move works out. Boycott. The entire fast food industry is watching Wendy's rollout of dynamic pricing very closely to see how it affects Wendy's profits and customer demand. If there is no significant consumer backlash from Wendy's move, Expect Learn how to cook for yourselves, people. Its own dynamic pricing strategy. Learn how to cook for yourself and your families, comma, people. Learn how to cook for yourself and your families, people. It's a lot less expensive and you will lose a lot of weight. Families, people, it's a lot. Learn how to cook for yourselves. 
I need that shit. Mm -hmm. Where's the volume? Volume. The volume. Here Try this matchbox with seven. The fuck? Where's the volume, man?